You're listening to the Be Well, Be Wild podcast. I'm Jenny Wolf, and with over 13 years of coaching experience, I know a thing or two about transforming the way you live, love, and lead. If you're looking to wildly upgrade your life, relationships, productivity, mental, physical, spiritual well-being, then you're in the right place. My goal on this podcast is to show you how to authentically leverage greater well-being, connection, and leadership to create true joy and lasting success at home and work. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, skills, and mindset shifts required to say bye to the status quo life and hello to being well and wildly successful. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. This is episode 33 and I had to look up the alignment numbers or some people call them angel numbers for three because I have this year in particular have seen a lot of threes and I got excited when I realized that this was episode 33. Um, So before I jumped on, I just looked it up because I couldn't remember. But the frequent appearance of the angel number 333 indicates a positive energy toward your quest. Um, if you are feeling limited in your life and seeing a lot of threes, view it as a sign of hope. Um, this encourages you to believe in yourself and dream big, and there must be a sense of balance. So I wanted to share that because as we jump into part two of clearing burdensome energy, I thought that this was a very fitting meaning. And whether you follow angel numbers or not, um, I thought perhaps reading that message to you would give you um, some insight on maybe what's in store for you today. Um, And if you are not familiar with angel numbers, I encourage you to start to pay attention. If you see numbers that are in a row, like 555 or 444, look it up and to see what it means. It's just a another way, another tool for you to connect with your spiritual well-being Um, and maybe just looking for signs that you're going in the direction that you should be and that you're on the path. And I think that just gives us another layer of encouragement if we're struggling with the things that we're moving towards. So let's go ahead and jump into the content specifically for today. Um, I want to just give you a little bit of a briefing before we actually go into the content. Um, if you have not listened to the first part of this, which is the is clearing burdensome energy, um, and it's episode 32, then I encourage you to listen to that one. It's okay if you haven't yet, because I'm still going to kind of reframe or basically um, repeat a few of those things that we talked about there. Um, in a different way. So you'll still get that same, um, you'll still get the understanding, but I do encourage you to listen to episode 32 just so that this all makes sense. Um, so we're going to talk about a couple things here. We discussed a little bit about like, what are we actually clearing? What, you know, what is clearing in the last episode? And we're going to address that just to get clear about what is it that we're actually clearing and what is the purpose of it. Um, and why is it even important? We're also going to address this question of is clearing the same as letting go? And how do I clear resentment, blame, and anger? And then we're also going to go into this, like, how do I, how do I clear? What is clearing? What are the components of clearing? And then I'm actually going to share, I don't know how many ideas, how many ways of clearing I have on here, but there are a lot. I would say probably about 20 um, ways to clear, some of them which you might already be doing. Um, And I'll give a little bit, I'll expand on a few of them to perhaps improve the practice there. Um, And then at the end, I'm going to give you a five-step process to clear some things right now. Um, And so make sure you stay tuned for that. So let's first just start off with like, what is the purpose of this again? Why are we even talking about this? So of course, you know, if you've been following me for a while, a big focus of mine is well-being. So we're looking at all aspects of well-being. And unfortunately, most of us, and this was me, 
focus a lot on our physical well-being and we forget about these other things. And particularly what we talk, we're talking about today is our mental and our emotional well-being. And when we're looking to step into optimal health, when we're looking to step into being the best version of ourselves so that we can do the work that we really want to be doing in this world in the most effective and impactful way, we take into, we need to take into consideration the quality of our mental and emotional well-being. It's just as important as our physical well-being. So we have all of these like tools and exercises and practices and things that we perhaps are very familiar with when it comes to our physical well-being. You know, you know, exercise, going to the doctor, nutrition, sleep, all of these things. And obviously, those things impact other aspects of our well-being. So there is a ripple effect with, th with this, which is really beneficial. However, just like there's only certain things that you can really do, like if we're not addressing our nutrition for our physical well-being and we're just eating like crap, but we're working out all the time, it's going to probably, um, you know, I always used to say, because I don't know if you know this, but I w used to be a personal trainer, nutritionist, my degrees in nutrition. And I would often say, like, you can't outwork a bad diet because the thing is, is that it's about calories in and calories out when you really distill it down. And there's a lot more to it. And I know we complicate it when it comes to nutrition, but really, that's what it is. And just like with nutrition, that is a very important part of your physical well-being. And what we're talking about today is something that is very important to your mental and your emotional well-being. And unfortunately, it's not something that's as top of mind for us because we're not taught it in school or really throughout our life. Perhaps maybe you had parents that did teach you things like emotional regulation and to talk about your emotions and to prioritize your mental health and to pay attention to things like that. But I know, at least in my experience, most of us did not have that. Um, and even if you did, there's probably still room for you to learn, just like there is room to learn really in any area of our life. I really like to take in this mindset of just we really want to approach these things as a student and always be curious and see what we can learn. But most of us, like I said, we have not learned these skills that I'm about to talk about. And a lot of people have different names for what we're talking about today, clearing. You know, it could be called release work or energetic work or um, I don't even know. People call it all different things, but it's also nervous system regulation. There's various things that we're actually addressing here. Just like when you address your physical health, you're addressing multiple things. So the cool thing is that there is this ripple effect. It's going to impact a lot of stuff. And the thing is, is that I wanted to share something with you. I just brought this up because I was like, I know there's research on, you know, implementing things that are supportive for our quality of our mental and our emotional state or our emotional well-being that have an impact on our physical well-being. And there, I'll link the study below, but really the study is talking about stress and the impact on our body and what that actually does. And it demonstrates this, this study demonstrates the effects of stress on our white blood cells, the adrenal glands, hormones, brain function, and the ability to move out of fight or flight. So we're talking about our nervous system here. And if you look at your nervous system, there's two different parts of that. We just will distill it down into fight and flight, rest and digest. Um, and essentially, this study says that lifestyle shifts from exercise to spending time with others can help you navigate stress with more ease in mind and body. Um, but I was, I was just skimming this study. It was talking about the impacts of stress on our appetite. These are things that you might already know, but I just want to express the importance of it. Um, the, the impact on our, our, um, our digestive system. Um, and there's so much more, right? It's just our immune system, like looking at how your body is actually healing. Um, so obviously we know that stress has a really big impact on our health long-term. And so what we're talking about today is really working on clearing that, clearing that stress 
and consistently doing that and developing the tools that allow us to clear those and not necessarily just in the traditional way, like perhaps someone tells you, hey, just exercise, right? And exercise is a great way to perhaps release some burden, some energy, but it also adds stress to the body in good ways, right? So stress isn't always bad, right? Stress is can be a really useful thing. Um, but what we're talking about is really clearing the stress that is not useful to us, that is still holding on to us, and that's impacting our health and our well-being. So let's jump into clearing versus letting go. Um, so a lot of people will say, well, you know, you just need to let go of that thing. And that unfortunately insinuates that you're choosing to hold on to this burdensome energy. And we talked about this in the last episode, but burdensome energy is resentment, blame, shame, sadness, anger, anything that's causing you stress, right? So I would venture to say that you're not choosing to hold on to any of that. However, when someone says to let it go, it is insinuating as if you are choosing to hold on to it and that you just need to let it go. So clearing work is very different than just being like, you need to let it go. Because already what I find is very beneficial and useful to think this way is that you we're, we're just assuming that it is that you're not holding on to it that it's not your fault, and you're not choosing to hang on to any of it. However, this thing, this burdensome energy, it has you. And that's why it feels like that. That's why it feels like, oh my gosh, I don't want to hold on to this. But it feels like it's just sticking around. It feels like it's consuming me. It feels like it's consuming my thoughts. It feels like it, you know, just comes up out of nowhere where you're sitting there and you're relaxing and all of a sudden, Oof, things rush in and you start thinking about these things that make you feel heavy or anxious or nervous. So clearing supports you in not letting go, but instead learning the practices and the skills to release that thing that has you. And listen to me here. It's so that you have it and it doesn't have you. So it's almost as if you're pulling this sticker off of you. I imagine like pulling a Band-Aid off of you that you didn't know was there, that was stuck to you. You pull it off and you look at it and you're like, cool, I have it. It doesn't have me. And I want you to just imagine for a minute that experience, even that perspective shift is hopefully useful to you. I know it was very useful to me because I feel like there's this unfortunate hyper-responsibility that we take into personal development work that just basically assumes, and I have been at fault for it, so I, I'm not excluded from this, like meaning like I know I've used the language with you guys probably here even on this podcast, but even with my clients where it insinuates as if it is your responsibility to let this thing go. Like you just need to let it go, right? But when we actually just shift this perspective of just being like, oh, yeah, this thing is stuck on me, so I need to do something to release it. Um, I need to, to figure out the skills or learn the skills to do this instead of just talking about this thing. And sometimes we think if we just over-intellectualize something, a story, something that happened, and we continually to talk, we continually talk about it, that eventually we'll let it go. And that to me is just a whole bunch of BS because unfortunately, that just exacerbates the situation. We're focusing on this thing that we don't want to be experiencing. Well, what do you think is gonna happen? You're gonna experience it more. What you focus on expands. So even this thought of like letting go. We're like looking at where we have to understand first, like, what is it that I'm letting go of? Well, in clearing work, you actually don't have to know what is the thing that you're letting go of in terms of like 
what caused that burdensome energy. You don't need to know. All we need to know is that there is some burdensome energy that it's feeling stuck in the body or making you feel stuck or it's causing some turmoil and that that's what we're clearing. But unfortunately, we've been taught or perhaps your experience with this idea of letting go has been that you need to understand this thing fully, why you feel the way you do, why this thing happened, maybe what even your role in this thing was. And that just causes more of it, more of that energy that you don't want. And as you all know, I am a huge advocate of therapy, but I can, I will have to say this. I have to say this because I, I'm just going to share from my own experience. You perhaps have heard me say this before. I got so much out of therapy. And when I transitioned into working with a coach, it was like a breath of fresh air because what I realized is I didn't have to talk about all that stuff. I didn't have to talk about why I felt the way that I felt or what had happened. Instead, I could focus on clearing the energy that that caused or that something had caused and then move towards the thing I actually wanted to create, the experience and the energy of what I wanted to, to be in that, to focus on that. And that to me is really refreshing. And I have found, I know that I've, I've had some clients come to me that have been in therapy for years and they said, wow, these practices that you've shared with me have been more useful than what I learned in therapy. Now, we could venture to say that without the therapy, we wouldn't be ready perhaps to clear it. I don't know. I know that therapy is useful. However, I want to say that because I'm sure that there's someone out there that perhaps is experiencing that and they find themselves in this pattern or this cycle where they're talking about the same things over and over and over again. And you're also simultaneously saying that you need to let the thing go. However, you keep on talking about it because that's what perhaps talk therapy or what you're doing with your friends or what you're doing with your partner. That's what you think that you need to do. But that pattern is creating more of that stuckness. So let's talk about how you can have it and it doesn't have you, right? How we can actually peel this thing off. <laughs> we can have it and it doesn't have us. So we can release this thing. We can clear the energy out of our experience. There's three things that are important that I have found important to understand when it comes to clearing. And the first thing is clearing is really about making space. It's about creating space for this energy to exist. So that's why it's different than letting go, because we think that we're like pushing this thing away. But what we're actually doing is we're creating more space for this thing. So I want you to imagine this. If you had a very salty solution, you had salt water, and you wanted to make that salt water different, there's a couple things that you could do. You could add more water, you could add more salt, or you can keep it the same. So the thing is, is that most of us are having that salty solution be there and we're trying to let go of the salt, but instead the water is being evaporated and it becomes more concentrated. The experience becomes more salty. (laughs) And I don't know if this is where being salty comes from. You know, people say like, hey, well, that person's being salty. I don't know if that's where it comes from. However, I think of that when I think of this, is that it's like over time, the water evaporates And now the solution has become more saturated. And so perhaps what we find with our experience is that as we do not, as we do not practice clearing, as clearing is not practiced, that perhaps the saturation of the burdensome energy increases. 
And that can be a toxic situation, as I would put it, or something that we do not want to be experiencing. And often what we find in those moments where we perhaps have become more saturated with this burdensome energy, that things start to come out what I call sideways, that we want something but we feel like we don't have control. So meaning like you show up to a conversation, you have an intention, but you're angry, you're frustrated, or you don't even know that 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 burdensome energy is there. You don't even know it's there. But then all of a sudden you blow up at someone or you shut down, right? We do different things. It depends on who you are, how you react to situations. But at the end of the day, what you find is that you're reacting, not in a way that feels in alignment with how you truly want to be reacting. Because things are coming out, quote unquote, sideways because we haven't done the clearing work of the burdensome energy. And over time, it becomes more saturated and things become added to it and we become more salty. And it's like we're adding more of the salt solution, more of the salt to the solution. And now we have very, very salty water. And we wonder why in the world are we having a hard time having healthy relationships? or reaching our goals, or managing our stress, or, I don't know, fill in the blank. Because we're not showing up as our best. And no wonder, it's not your fault, because you didn't know this until now. And that's what's really important. I want to ground this in, hopefully, my intention, I'll just say that my intention for you in this is for you to just let this not be a conversation around you doing something wrong for once. You've not done anything wrong. And this idea of you letting go insinuates that you've been doing something wrong. You didn't know this until now, and you didn't get this perspective, but hopefully this perspective supports you even in just releasing some of that a little bit, being like, well, no wonder I'm being a little cranky pants because I haven't really taken care of my emotions. I haven't really cleared anything. No wonder. I was recently talking to a client that said that, you know, he got frustrated at somebody just like out in public. And he was like, it was very weird. He's like, because I don't relate to myself that way. And I said, well, tell me about just how your week was going. And he was like, well, you know, I was volunteering on top of doing my normal work and then for some reason, I wasn't sleeping well. And so everything was just kind of off. I was like, oh, okay, so your schedule was different. And so he was adding a lot of salt to his solution and he wasn't doing and he wasn't creating any space for himself. There wasn't space for himself, I will say. He, it's not that he wasn't, but there wasn't a lot of space for him. Things were more compacted than normal because he chose it and he wanted to choose it. And then all of a sudden, the he blew up at somebody. Do you, do we blame him? I don't think so. I'm like, cool, you didn't know. And it shouldn't have been any differently because that's the way that it was. Right? That's the way that it was. That's the way that it was. It would, we cannot change that. And if we look at any other situation, if I gave him an, another example of, let's say if you had somebody you know, burning the candle, that's the con- that we say, burning the candle at both ends, right? Do you think that they're going to be able to regulate their emotions in a stressful situation? No. Like if we just were being scientists here for a moment and I was telling someone, hey, I want you to juggle and stand on one foot and I want you to sing happy birthday as you're doing that. And then I asked them a math question on top of that and they get it wrong. What do you think is going to happen? Like, if we were just being scientists, like, I don't know, they probably won't get it right. Or they might get really frustrated. Would you blame them? You'd be like, no, you're having them do like four different things. But this is exactly what we do to ourselves. And then we beat ourselves up because it, it, it because we didn't show up the way that we wanted to show up when we have had a really full schedule. Or we have a lot going on. So remember this, that clearing is about creating space. It's making the solution less salty. 
So essentially what we're doing is we want to be adding more water in. We're adding more water. And as soon as things get salty again, we add more water. And that's what clearing is. It's creating that space so that all these feelings, all this energy can still exist. But as we create space for it, then eventually it can be transmuted into something that's more beneficial. The second thing is getting to the root. And I have another analogy for you here. But I first want to say that clearing, this is the third thing, clearing is really about repetition. You don't just do it once. We, we do have to continually do it. So these two things are important, getting to the root and repetition. And I'm going to liken it to a garden. If you had a garden and say it was full of weeds, And you want to plant some beautiful flowers in there. And you just start planting flowers on top of your weeds. What do you think is going to happen? Well, it's going to be hard to do that. And that's unfortunately what a lot of us have been taught to do is to just ignore the quote unquote weeds and to plant your flowers on top of it. So if you're anything like me, I have been trained to push through things and to just muscle through it. So I would be that person that would just be planting some flowers over top of my weeds. And I'd be like, I'm just going to make this work. I'm going to just I'm going to keep on watering them. I'm going to make sure they get sunshine. But there's all these weeds that are taking all the nutrients from my flowers. And I'm wondering why in the world are my flowers dying? So part of clearing is getting, it's really essentially getting the weeds out, creating the space. Again, we're creating the space for the thing that we actually want. And so we have to rip up the weeds from the root. However, most of us are just snipping the top of them. And so for a moment, it looks beautiful. It's fine. I just snipped the top of them. Now I'm planting my flowers and then all of a sudden, like a week later, all these weeds are coming back up. And I'm like, what in the world? And this is what a lot of people are going through in terms of this pattern or this cycle. And I know I have a lot of conversations with people that are like, I don't know, like one day I'm totally fine. And then like the next day I'm not. Or like one week, like everything feels like it's flowing. And then the next I'm not. So we're perhaps doing what I would call as a Band-Aid fix where we're clearing for a moment, we're just snipping the top of the weeds and it looks pretty, but underneath, all the roots are still there. And that is still has a grip on the situation. It's still stuck on us. And we don't have it. It still has us. So we get to the root. It's important to get to the root and clearing. And that's a lot of what we do in Well and Wild Method. This is a huge part of the program is this release work, is this clearing work. And I don't know what your root is. Um, you might know what your root is. But the thing is, is you don't even need to know what the root is. We just want to make sure that we're doing the clearing for the root, right? Like, I don't need to know what type of weed it is in order for me to pull it up from the root. I just know that it's not useful in my garden. So I'm going to be like, oh, that doesn't feel good. So I'm going to release that. So that's number two is getting to the root of things just as you would for weeding a garden. Number three is the repetition part. So just like every year, you might go out into your garden and some weeds may have grown back or some new weeds. Actually, more what I'm pointing to here is the new weeds. So if you're human and you're breathing and you're out in the world living your life, and basically what I mean is you are not a monk living in the Himalayas and, and like you're not around anyone in civilization. If you are living out a normal life, then you're going to have new weeds because things are going to bother you because you are a human being, just like it's safe to assume that there's a root of something that we need to clear. So those weeds are going to pop back up. There's going to be new ones because that's just how life is. So this is where the repetition of clearing is really important. We don't just do it once. We perhaps get to the root and we feel pretty free from that and liberated from that. However, over time, if we're not doing clearing work, then we might find that things come back in our space. 
and we're feeling heavy again and things are coming out sideways and we're blowing up at people or shutting down or really stressed out. And we're feeling like we're, you know, that person standing on one foot juggling, singing happy birthday. So repetition is really important. So those three things are making space, getting to the root, and repetition. Now, let's actually talk about how to clear. So there's two different ways. I like to think of two different columns of ways to clear. There's the very conscious way of clearing, which is like more in our mind, the analytical or perhaps like, I mean, I want to even say, I want to even say like a mindful way of clearing because it is in our mind and we're thinking about it and we're going through it. And then there's the other work, which is more of like the body or the somatic or the subconscious work, the subconscious clearing. The cool part about the subconscious clearing is that you don't really even need to know what you're actually clearing. You just do the clearing. And this is something that I have been getting really into recently because I was recently trained in RRT, Rapid Resolution Therapy. And you guys, I probably will not shut up about this. So I think I also talk about it in another podcast that's coming out. Um, but um, I'm really excited because I'm adding this into the into Well and Wild Method. So if you're in this round of Well and Wild Method, you'll get that. Um, and if you were in previous rounds, you'll also get that. But we're actually going to be doing a group guided um, rapid resolution therapy. And you guys, it's in the name. It's called rapid resolution therapy, meaning that it's like rapid, right? So you clear in a very efficient way. And I've been really excited because I've been doing a few of these techniques with my clients recently. And when they come back to their next session, they're like, wow, it's just gone. But even in the moment, will start and then they'll be like, I just don't experience that anymore. I don't experience that in my body anymore. So that's what I'm talking about. And the cool part is that it's not really talking about all of your stuff, which is more of what that conscious stuff is, right? This is what I was talking about with like a lot of traditional talk therapy, even coaching, right? We, we talk a lot about things, but really what I want to say is that this part is really gaining a different perspective and both of rapid resolution therapy and coaching, these things can go hand in hand, um, are really useful in not only gaining perspective, but also quickly resolving that energy and getting it out of the way. So those are our two columns, the conscious way of doing it, and then there's more of the subconscious way of doing it. There's typically what I have found is that there's three things that are important to any of the clearing process. And one, it's the intention that you're bringing into your clearing process. You need to have an, an intention to clear it. If you're not willing to clear it, then you're not going to be able to clear it. <laughs> so that's the intention is, hey, like, I want to let go of this. And I would like to be experiencing X, Y, Z. So many of us are so focused on what we don't want to be experiencing, but we're not actually naming what we do. And so the intention allows us to get clear about what that is. Okay. So number one is the intention. Number two is creating some sort of understanding. Another way of thinking of this is some compassion towards yourself, meaning that you're no longer making yourself wrong, that you have been able to get to a point of um, not saying to yourself like, oh, like I shouldn't feel that way or it shouldn't have happened that way or whatever. But you can actually offer yourself some type of compassion and be like, like I was talking about earlier with like, if you're standing on one foot juggling, singing happy birthday, like, yeah, you're probably not going to be able to answer a math problem, right? Like that's like understanding that is a really important part of this process because like then you're like, oh yeah, like no wonder. I acted that way or no wonder this happened or like it had to have happened that way. So the second, the third one, which is very similar to the second one, which is the other component is gaining this perspective, is gaining some sort of perspective that allows you to see it differently, to think of it differently, to look at the situation differently than you have been because the way that that you have been looking at it has not been useful because it creates more of that burdensome energy. So then we create a new perspective once we have that understanding that is more useful. 
And like I said, both of these happen in the conscious way of doing it and in the somatic or the 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 um the subconscious way. They automatically happen, but I'm just giving you those three so that you can just kind of understand what we're doing here and like you know why like what is actually clearing so maybe that if you've tried something you're like oh well it's missing this piece and i need to add this part and maybe i need to add the intention in or maybe i need to gain another perspective that's a huge gap you guys like that's why i find coaching so useful in my own world i i mean i work with coaches and i get different perspectives and i'm like oh my gosh that's such a more useful way of thinking of this thing i'm going to use that or no wonder I've been struggling with that because I was thinking this way. And I can't, I'm not going to make myself wrong for all those things that I've been doing, but now I have a new way of doing it. So that can be really useful. Now, in Well and Wild Method, we go over a lot of these, which the coaching is obviously provided, but also we're going into the somatic work to the body work. I think that both of these are important, but also. What I want to offer you is that there's no right or wrong way of doing this. You're going to have ways that you find are really useful to you and ones that are not so much. However, I recommend that just like if you were to, you know, have something on your plate and you've never had it before, if you automatically say, I don't like that, well, you don't know if you don't like it because you haven't tried it. (laughs) So you might just try it and then discover, oh, maybe this is my new favorite food, right? So that's really a big part of Well and Wild Method and how we approach this because not everything is going to, what works for me isn't necessarily going to work for you and vice versa. And so we want to have these different tools in our toolkit so that we can pull them out and we can use them when we need to use them, just like you do with anything else when it comes to your well-being. You go to the doctor when you need to go to the doctor, you go and work out, you eat certain things when you need to eat them. This is just another tool for our, emotional, our mental and our emotional well-being. So let's talk about the conscious ways. The conscious ways are things like journaling. Um, this can also be done subconscious. So I think both of these are really important. Um, you know, and, and I want to, I'm going to give you at the end of this a journaling technique that might be different from what you've been doing. What I have found is that when I'm talking to people about writing about their energy or their burdensome energy or they're trying to clear things, is that they're spending too much time talking about that they're trying to let it go and how much it, it, how painful it is. And they're really going into the suffering of it all. And yet, which is totally fine. However, we need to have something that moves us past that, that actually starts to clear it, that moves us to that understanding or that perspective that we're talking about. So that's what I'm going to give you at the end. Another conscious way is talking about things. So you can do these clearing techniques through talking about them. This is where coaching or therapy can be really useful. We just want to make sure, again, that we're moving forward, that we're not just staying in the suffering of it, but we're actually moving forward. And this is what I feel like, you know, I'm really skilled out with my clients of not letting them spend too much time there <laughs> um, and moving forward. Um, uh just creating self-awareness in general. So there's different things that you can do where you're learning about different things, you're watching different things, you're listening to certain books, and you're getting more of this understanding or different perspectives. And that can be really useful, just like a podcast or an audiobook that you might be listening to. Um, and that really comes down to learning. And I think that that's just about being curious, right? And I think when we're being curious that we have the opportunity to clear. And those are more of those like intentional conscious ways. Now let's move into the more like the body, the somatic and the subconscious way. Some of these you may have heard of, some of them you may have not, but I'm going to go ahead and just list them out fairly quickly. So shaking, dancing. I like these. These are these were something that I experienced last year when I was in a program and we were doing clearing work. It was called something different at the time uh, in this program, but we did um, the shaking thing and it was really cool. I was like, oh, it was a really great way for me to reset. If I was finding myself just feeling tired or heavy, then I would put on some really good music and dance around. And I tried this one and that was really useful um, because you're moving energy through the body, right? You can understand that um, when we're moving that energy through the body that it starts to change, right? It's like we're changing the solution. Um, We're adding more water, right? I'm adding something different into my space versus just staying stagnant in that. So 
This is also the same idea of like when you see, um, I don't know if like your dog has ever like bonked its head or like, you know, tripped over something and then all of a sudden, or maybe unfortunately, if your dog got like attacked by another dog or something like that, usually afterward, what they'll do is they'll shake and they shake because they're releasing that energy. Um, and then animals in the wild do this as well. So this is something that you can even look up YouTube videos of people doing this. Um, it might look different, you know, than what you're thinking. And so people usually start in their hands and kind of move through their body. And it's just a really cool way to like just shift your energy, shift your state. Um, hypnosis is another one. Um, if you're not familiar with this, like there's, um, you know, you can also research this. This is also things that we talk about in Wild and Wild Method. Breath work. Love this one. We also go through this in Well and Wild Method, um, and there's various types of breath work, but this is this can be really useful to clear. Um, restorative yoga, this is something that I'm trained in, um, and it's really about nervous system regulation, learning how to relax, truly relax, because relaxation is a skill. It's not something that you already know how to do. Um, so learning how to actually relax in the body. This is um, a common experience within restorative yoga. I remember when I was going through my training that, you know, you're held, it's a yin style yoga, meaning it's slow. And you're holding these positions for like 10 to 20 minutes, so longer, right? So this is a really great practice to do at home. I actually give a guide to um, seven restorative postures that are really useful to get into your rest and digest within the Well and Wild Method. Um, and they're just like these cozy positions, but it's really common in these positions for people to perhaps cry. Um, and, uh, like we would be in class and I remember my instructor telling us like, Hey, like this is like a normal thing if you're experiencing this, because it's almost like you finally have landed, meaning you've created space for yourself and you're breathing and you're really feeling your body soften and relax. And it's like the water comes rushing in. And your body starts to heal and your body starts to do go into rest and digest and all these things start to function. And then all of a sudden people are like, OK, I'm crying. <laughs> and that's a normal experience. It's I mean, even like you can see it's cool because it's like a release, right? Like it's like you're letting it. So crying, that's a clearing. Um, we just need to move forward again, right? Like now what's the intention to bring forward? Um, meditation, guided meditations can be really useful. I already mentioned uh, rapid resolution therapy, guided um, imagery, humming, chanting, singing, using your voice. Um, there's a lot of different meditations and um, uh, practices where people use their voice, right? Uh, OM is one way to do that. Um, but also there's multiple different chants. I know I was really into this for a while. Um, and there's energy and and using your voice. And I'm not an expert on this by any means, but you could even look up this as well. Tapping is another one. So emotional freedom technique, um, EFT. Um, there is a lot of videos on YouTube with that. I've done a little bit of that, but again, not an expert in that. Um, progressive muscle ra relaxation. We do a little bit of this in restorative yoga. This is just noticing um, being in your body and noticing and releasing in your body. Um, muscle, like, you know, actually like being intentional about where you're uh, contracting and where you're relaxing. Um, and then any energy healing, going to see an energy healer or even practicing energy work on yourself. So this could be things like Reiki, um, massage therapy. Um, I can't remember. I'm drawing a blank on other ones, but any type of energy healing can be can be clearing. Um Okay, so that is a pretty extensive list. Um, I'm going to jump into this five-step technique for you to journal. So if you have a piece of paper, I would recommend, or if you are not like driving or doing something right now, I would recommend you coming back or come back to this at some other point. But if you can sit down and go ahead and just go through this with me really quick, um, you deserve it. You deserve to make this time for yourself. I know it can be really challenging when we have really full lives. But I just am going to invite you to meet that resistance head on and go ahead and just sit down and do this for a moment. So there's five questions that I'm going to ask you. 
and you can pause the podcast as you are writing. So go ahead and grab that piece of paper. And here is the five-step process. Number one, are you willing to clear this burdensome energy? Are you willing to clear this burdensome energy? This is simply a yes or no question. (laughs) Pretty easy. So are you willing to to clear it? Are you willing to clear any energy? And if you're human, you guys, you have some burdensome energy that you're probably holding on to. Are you willing to clear it? Yes or no? Okay, cool. Number two, this one's going to take a little bit longer than number one. Thoughts, feelings, body sensations that you're currently experiencing. um, This is a way for you to dump. This is the dump. This is like you are just putting everything on here. This is not the opportunity to act as if you're transformed or you're responsible. This is the opportunity for you to say every and anything that comes to mind using cuss words, saying mean things, whatever it is. I invite you to do it because I know that some of us, we try to like hold that back because we're like, oh no, I have to be nice. What if someone reads this? Well, guess what? No one's going to read this. You can burn it afterward if you need to. But I want you to go ahead and just Thoughts, feelings, body sensations. If something is on your mind, go ahead and write about that thing. Dump it all out. Ask yourself, is there anything else once you feel like you've stopped writing? And ask yourself that a couple times until you say no. There's nothing else, okay? This one might, like I said, might take a little bit longer. All right, this is part of clearing it. It's like when you're going into your closet and you need to organize your closet, you, it's a lot easier to take everything out of there and then to put everything back in. That's essentially what we're doing is we're taking everything back out. We're taking it all out. We're getting it on a piece of paper. This is like a, literally a physical way of you releasing as you're writing it. Okay, so pause for that one, and then we'll go to number three. Number three is interpretation versus fact. The problem is, is a lot of us will make up not intentionally. This is totally subconscious. We make up stories in our mind that do not serve us. So what we're really looking at doing here is what are the facts? And as you write something down, I want you to ask, is this factual? Could this be like, could this be, I don't even want to say, can this be a headline? Because obviously not everything written in the headlines are facts. Um, But could this be like, this is absolutely factual. So for example, like, Let's say you're irritated about someone showing up late. So like an interpretation might be like, they're always late. That's an interpretation because they're not always late. And we don't know that. Maybe that's your experience of them, but they're not always late. We don't know that for a fact. Now, what you could say is that they've shown up late, five minutes late, the past three times that I've scheduled a meeting with them. That is a fact. So hopefully you can see the difference. If you're having a hard time coming up with the facts, that's okay because that's part of this process. I want you to just notice your interpretations. This is part of you understanding what you're telling yourself, that there a lot of these things are stories that are running in your mind. As you write them down, if you realize their interpretation, I just want you to cross it out and then try to think of a fact. Number four is identifying your commitment. So I want you to take a moment and I want you to zoom out, outside of the circumstances, outside of what's happened. And I want you to remind yourself for a moment of what is your highest commitment here? If we're talking about a relationship, it might be, you know, I want to have a fun, loving, healthy, romantic, adventurous relationship. Or if we're talking about work, might be like, I want to have a positive experience that is fulfilling and brings me financial freedom. What is your commitment? And it might be one word. It might be just like clarity. My commitment's clarity. My my commitment is my well-being. This one I come back to a lot, probably because of what I do. My commitment is to being authentic. 
But what's your commitment here? I want you to write it down. Take a moment to think of that. And then we'll go to number five. Okay, once you've figured out your commitment, we're going to use that to then identify what is one action that you could take today that is small, doesn't have to be big, that would move you towards that commitment. When we take action it, towards our commitments, it builds confidence because it feels like success. And not only that, but when you write it down and you get clear about what that action is and then you do it, you're like, heck, yeah. And that moves that energy. It transmutes that energy into something that's greater, into something that I should say is more useful and feels lighter and probably feels more of what you want to. The stress now is gone. You are, have cleared it away. And now you're moving forward towards the thing that you want to move forward. And you've gotten clear about what that commitment is. So that's the five-step process. I'm going to tell you it really quick again. Number one is, are you willing to clear this? Number two, do your dump. This is thoughts, feelings, body sensations. Number three, identify interpretations and facts. Try to come up with what the facts are. Number four, what is your commitment? Don't ever think this one. What is your commitment? Number five, what is the action that you're going to take to move towards your commitment today? That takes less than an hour. It could take five minutes. It could be a phone call. It could be something small. All right. I hope that you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for following along with this. I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you took some value from today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the inspiration on Instagram by following along at Wellwolf or visiting the website at wellwolf.com. I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. In the meantime, be well, be wild.